Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for underrated Michael Bay films. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. Yeah. <clears throat> I went there. You did. Right? You did that. You hate Michael Bay. You hate Bay and all the Bayhem he causes. So much about it. But here we are, Tyler. What did we watch? We watched Six Underground, the Netflix Michael Bay movie. Yes. I mean, what else can be said? Michael Bay. We've seen so many Michael Bay movies, mostly just Transformers ones. I've seen a lot of Michael Bay movies. Yeah, I think I haven't seen... I didn't see the Benghazi one. I like that one. Which I've heard is good. And I didn't see any of the Bad Boys movies, which I also heard were good. Did he direct the new one? Bad Boys for Life? Bad Boys for Life, which I actually also heard was good. I don't know. If I had to just guess, it would be that he was a producer on that. He was not a director just producer uh you know i can find out for you he has 62 directing credits i think he's one of the music video guys though yeah he does music videos so um you know it doesn't actually say he produced it oh so having said that i don't know what his level of involvement was Mm. i don't know uh I was th- gonna say make a joke about what would happen if you gave him like a old, like old timey setting, you know, yeah. like a Robin Hood movie. Yeah. And then I thought about the Robin Hood movie with uh, Edgerton, and I was like, "That's what you would get." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just a Fast and Furious movie <laughs> with nothing different. Cody, we need Cody. How many? Okay, how many under five million dollar budget indie films do we need to watch? For me to get you to watch that Robin Hood movie. Because I will tell you this. Uh. I will tell you this. The actors are all great. The sets are all impressive. Everything is great. Except for the movie itself. Mm. The story of it is... I would say it's not bad. It's ridiculous. It's like... It's like, hey, I see you over there. Transformers and Fast and Furious and all you. Yeah. But you're not doing enough. (laughs) I, uh, okay. I mean, I'll try anything once, you know? I've always said that to you before every, every adventure we go on. Yeah. So, I'm open to it. Here's the thing about Michael Bay. He's directed The Rock, which doesn't have a good critic score, but I've heard is good. Yeah. He's directed Armageddon, which is, you know, we all know it. He's directed Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Bad, did he not? Oh, he did Ben Bad Boys, which also isn't critically acclaimed, but I think people liked it. It has three movies. Yeah. He did The Island, which is fine. And then yeah. we go into Transformers, Pain and Gain. Have you seen The Island? 13 hours. No, we watched the beginning of it after a Fast and Furious movie, though, because it has our boy, rest may he rest in peace, Paul Walker. Yep. So you like that one? I saw it when it first came out, so I was much younger. Thinking about, like, describing it, like I described the plot to my wife, it's ridiculous. And there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense in the world yeah. that they've built. Okay. But that's when it's got, like, McGregor and them. He's, like, the main person, right? Conor McGregor? Ewan. 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 Ewan McGregor? Ewan. Is it Ewan? Ewan. It. You know. Obi-Wan. <laughs> I'm struggling to know what the island is about. Here's who's in it. You know what? 
I was getting it confused with the one with Paul Walker in it. Blue Paul Blue Island, Blue Yeah, where he's like a surfer guy. Blue Blue Hawaii. I don't know. This one has Ian McGregor, Scarlett Johansson, Digimon, Hounso, Steve Buscemi, Sean Bean, Michael Clark Duncan. So yeah. entirely different movie. It is about a man living in a futuristic sterile colony begins to question his circumscribed existence when his friend is chosen to go to the island, the last uncontaminated place on earth. Yeah. So it's a very interesting movie. It's it's Logan's run with a twist. Ah, all right. Um plus you get to see Michael Clark Duncan smash his way through some orderlies. I'm I'm looking through his his discography what's it called filmography his filmography for directed credits and he doesn't have a his only movie that's a green metacritic so above a 60 is transformers yeah and i'm thinking six underground is his best movie having not seen half of them and having seen half of them i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say this is the best michael bay movie I think what's the Benghazi movie? Thirteen hours. Thirteen hours. Oh, I think that's his best. In that's my opinion. I've, I have heard good <laughs> things about that, but it's it's very controversial, and I think the fact that it's the best is because it's very much just like he had those guys tell him the story, and they made a movie about it. It's not like him making the movie and the story. Yeah, it's just recreating something that happened. So this is interesting. Maybe I'll have to see that one. What a storied career Michael Bay has had. And uh, for me, at least, I think this one I think this one wins. Yeah. What's his greatest misstep? I'll tell you right now. Not doing the broken block letters for the Bayhem logo on the Bayhem camera. I said it once, I'll say it again. <laughs> Why is it just normal lettering? You're asking great questions. It should be, you know, the big blocks that are like cracks through them? And it should be illuminated. Yeah. It should be distracting to the cast. It should be. So, Six Underground. Yes. Let me let me tell you about it. You're going to tell me about it? Yeah, I want to change things up a bit. Six Underground is a movie where they said, you know what? Remember that movie, The Old Guard, that's about to come out? Well, what if we did that, but no one's immortal, and our charming boy Ryan Reynolds is here? And he's in charge instead of a, a steely and intense Charlie Steering. And we all said yes, and Netflix agreed to pay $150 million for it. Yeah. That's it. You got a team of elite whoever's who have faked their deaths and then now operate above the law to do the good that the system didn't let them do. Yeah. Did I do it? You did it. Yes. I don't think it really encapsulated the soul of the movie, but you said the facts. The plot. I did the... You, yes. So, okay. Give me your impressions. And if you want to tell me about the what is the heart and soul of this movie. So, I mean, here's... Okay. I'll tell you the heart and soul of the movie. If this sounds good to you, you should watch the movie. If not, probably not going to be into it. This is what the Assassin's Creed movie should have been. Mm-hmm. Because this is exactly 
the whole premise of the assassins in Assassin's Creed. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So if they had done this, instead of saying like, hey, you've played all the video games, right? Well, we're going to tweak that a little bit so that it's just different enough that even you'll be a little lost and we'll make that into a movie. My Does, point is they made an Assassin's Creed movie with a completely different animus when they should have just done this. Should have been a Michael Bay, Ryan Reynolds Assassin's Creed movie from the beginning. Yeah, like if in, at the end they were like, we're getting one more guy and then they kicked in a door and it was a guy strapped into an animus and they got him out, I would have been like, oh my gosh, that was awesome, you know? Yeah. I would have believed it. Yeah. But the, the one thing, look, you captured the essence but the heart of this movie is the Ryan Reynolds comedy device that is also a ripoff of the Assassin's Creed action movie. That's really what it is. Yeah. Because it has a plenty of humor in it. And I think that's what made me most drawn to it and made me appreciate I liked, spoiler alert, I liked this movie. Yeah. Which... I don't know if it's just because my expectations were low. They were very low. They were, but it significantly exceeded my low expectations i actively like this movie yeah and i would watch it again which is funny because we you avoided it i felt for like so long like you wanted to watch it i wanted to watch it but then you did cold feet yeah. i got cold feet it's a michael bay movie okay i got cold feet it happens yeah which i think a lot of that goes to we were like do you want to watch old six underground or the old guard and we both went for the old guard which is i would say even netflix pushed it as like this is kind of the, the popcorn action movie, but the old guard is like, for this quarter, this is our big budget movie. Yeah. You know, so it was, we picked the one they were pushing as the more big deal movie. Yeah, 600 Ground had been out for a while, and uh, old guard was the hot new thing, and, you know, we turned our back on Michael Bay, as we should, and, yeah. uh, you know, he proved us strong. This is a good one. It is I like good, it. It is a goodie. How much of that do you think, though, is owed to Ryan Reynolds, like you said? 40 here's what it is and i mean we're just gonna get through some of the stuff i've talked about now but i what i didn't know is that this movie was written by the same people who did deadpool Zombieland, also clifford the big red dogs movie yeah. and uh the that disney movie dinosaur the yeah. three uh, anyway yeah. the people who wrote deadpool and Zombieland wrote this movie and i think it's 40 percent ryan reynolds 30 percent the writing and the other 30 percent is just well, it's an over-to-the-top action movie, so Michael Bay can just go all out. And the comedy works. It's so over-the-top that Michael Bay can do his thing while Ryan Reynolds' charm can carry the good writing of the Deadpool Zombieland guys to uh, an enjoyable film. I mean, that's kind of what happened, I yeah. thought. Yeah. So, I mean, it did work. Yeah. It worked more than I thought that it would from the trailer I saw. The trailer had my curiosity where I was like, this is... I mean, I will check this out, but like once I started catching on to the jokes, I was like, you know what? This is the different thing, and I really like it. Yeah, I agree. It's, def it's better than the trailer. Yeah. Which is rare, you know? feels like usually the movie, the trailer is better than the movie. Yeah, for these kind. So do you want to get into spoiling it, or did you have some more like, no, we top should. level takes? We should. All right. Get right into there. We'll get, it, we'll get into my little... Mm -hmm. My little thing, you know, my little go kart mm -hmm. thing, my little, mm -hmm. my little uh, uh, rally car. Turner? No, rally rally, car. yeah. All right, yeah. You know, he fell in love with rally cars so much from Transformers Four. Yes, 
I have intentionally forgotten everything I know about Look, the Transformers movie. This is name them. he drives. What was his name? Six. What? No. Oh, Shane. Shane. <laughs> Shane he drives. Yeah, that's why six drives. Uh, this is six. Geez. Shane six six is Shane. There you go. Couldn't let that Shane character go to waste. You exactly. know. All <laughs> right. So we're here. We we're here. We're in, in. We're in Spoilerton. My notes are all over the place. I'm just going to be real with you. Plot of the movie, Ryan Reynolds trying to do the best he knows how while being a ghost with his team of ghosts doing crazy, crazy things that no one would ever do except him because he's a billionaire and he's got money and he wants to do the right thing. But in an action sort of A-team sort of vigilante global police force kind of way. Yeah. Which I like how they peppered throughout the movie flashbacks of his journey to get to starting the team. Mm-hmm. Him going from the, you know, just generic billionaire to realizing there's bad and then trying to stop yeah. the bad and seeing that he there's really nothing he could do with yeah. all of, you know, billions it, of dollars couldn't fix it. It kind of, I mean, the trailer kind of sells it short because the trailer's just like, hey, man, we're going to go out here and we're going to kick some butts. And that's kind of... The vibe I got from the trailer. Yeah. And then the movie, you're like, there's actually some substance behind Ryan Reynolds' character. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they peppered in throughout. And so, I don't know. I mean, it gives a little substance to the movie, even though it is comedy, plus a lot of crazy action. But all that tied together makes a beautiful little cocktail. It goes down smooth. Yeah. I mean, like, the, so the whole premise is, right, so he's a billionaire that made magnets or something. Yeah. And, uh... So he has he fakes his death and then finds other people to fake their death to join his team, like the best. Yeah, the base. And so this is their first mission is what it opens on, their first real mission, which I didn't think. I thought it was going to be like, this is what they do. Yeah, you thought it'd be, it's like a classic action movie, them kicking butt, you know, or like everything went yeah. according to plan. Love it. Yeah, which they're like, you know, well, <laughs> after they get the... So they do the first thing. It's super cool chase scene after they kill the general. Did they kill the general guy? Was that or some? They kill the guy they're after, mm-hmm. and then it's them running from the Italian police, and they're going through Florence. Yes. Which this is the other thing I was like, this is why this is good because because Florence, big Assassin's Creed, and him running along the house oh, while they're doing the chase. Right. I'm like, this is why why don't you just give this same script? A little bit different to Michael yeah. Bay to make his Assassin's Creed movie. I thought but, I read somewhere that was like a real parkour guy that just like brushed up on acting to do the. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, because I think he's French or, or British, right? I think he's British. And he's actually someone who does a lot of the. Yeah, I think it's like a parkour guy first. Yeah. Yeah. And But I've seen him in stuff, so I think that's why he's become a better actor because he is yeah. cast as that. Yeah. But I think he was one of the first original guys that would do like the GoPro on his head. Yeah. Like, Which, to my only other note, once again, proving that GoPro footage can look good in a movie. Yeah. Peter Jackson, Michael Bay did it better. How's that feel? Ah, oh, feels bad for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, pretty... They go all out, which I appreciated. It, you know, sometimes you just got to go hard, and it comes across right, you know? Yeah. Got to go all in. And they did. This, I mean, there were some cool things about the movie. Action, the action, the driving was pretty fun. They did like some cool camera angles. They did one from like under the steering wheel, like through the steering wheel. It's from yeah. Dave Franco driving. 
it's pretty cool. I, I think it says a lot that when they crash, right, and it shows Dave Franco dead. Yeah. I was like, no, he's gonna be fine. And then I was like, legitimately upset. Me too. Yeah. Not that they'd care, killed him. Like, what was the point? Like, mad at Michael Bay, but like, no. No, my note was literally, Dave, no. Yeah. <laughs> that was my note when he died. Like, just in that chase scene that made me like that character. Yeah. And they, like, built it up to where, like, you knew him, the kind of person he was, the relationship they had as a team. I think it was, like, him and the doctor girl had, like, a thing. Mm. Or was that what it was? Maybe. Was the doctor girl. And, sorry, the doctor woman. Yeah. Pro- yeah. Was she a doctor? She's their medic. Yeah. I think she was like a real doctor. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, a doctor from a war-torn country that can patch a patch a gash wound in um, in under 30 seconds or yeah. whatever, you know. Saw through a femur in 28 seconds. Oh, was that her? No. no. That was from Atlantis, The Lost Empire. No, wait, wait, wait. What? Oh, I just, maybe it was like a, oh, no, I heard a story about like a famous doctor and like, this might have been like Civil War times, but who was really good at really good at cutting off legs um but like one or two went really bad what am i thinking of someone who was it maybe it was like one of those comedians telling a story or something but like he did he met he was like drunk one time and did the thing and then messed up and then the saw thing went too far and it like punctured the assistant and he he got infected and died and then the same guy and the guy's like wow it's like the only surgery ever to have a 200 percent mortality rate or whatever you're like oh (laughs) terrible yeah anyway i don't know where that's from the internet yeah um yeah although okay i know i did like dave franco's character but i think my note here is that i want my dave franco to be gentler i I just think of him as a more gentle boy well he was he was a driver he was like baby driver no because he was he had more bloodlust than baby driver you haven't seen baby driver get out of here okay but you know, Dave, he's very intense, and he's like all hyped up on, on, on uh, you know, caffeine. He's probably had two monsters and or four loco. You know, I don't know. Oh, four loco. I just wanted a gentle, a gentler Dave. But you know, he died, so it doesn't matter. Fun fact for all you people out there that have drank four loco: I've chugged two of them before, and it was a bad idea. Uh huh. Malt liquor. Fun fact: hits harder than you think it will. Really? I did not know this. It'll get you. It's always how they get you. And there's a lot of caffeine. Mm-hmm. And when it kicks in, Cody, it kicks in. Kicks in. Kicks right in. Kicks you kicks like a donkey in the face. You know You know how you feel when you get kicked in the face by a donkey? Only, yes, always. I've been there. Here's my thing. If you're out there drinking Four Loco, here's my thing. Here's how you do it. Here's how you do it. I feel fine. <laughs> Don't drink the four loco. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's the secret. That's the trick. Yeah. All right. I see you. So I did. Yeah, I liked the driving. There was some good action. The GoPro footage actually worked. That's surprising. I did yeah. like that the car actually got really beat up during the scene. Like yeah. by the end of the scene, you can see all the scratches and all the stuff. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I appreciate when they take the time to add those details to a movie. Even though it was an overtop action movie, they didn't really have to. They did it, you know? I like yeah. that. Uh, I did, yeah, there was, you know, they did some graphic stuff in the movie. They played it for over the top and played it for laughs. Kind of like Deadpool or Zombieland did. Same vibe. Yeah. But he was, what was he, he was trying to get the information out of the guy or whatever, and he, like, wouldn't, 
wouldn't tell him anything and so he's like oh you're gonna be a pirate and then the next thing he like pulls his eye out to the retina scan or whatever it's so, like he just has a dude's eyeball yeah it's like absolutely over the top but why did he have to dangle it by the nerve yeah. over the phone why was that needed yeah oh, it, sure, it sure wasn't but you know that's part of the charm yeah or the charm of the movie yeah um i saw i said this was bold i don't know what it was in reference to maybe it was one of their vehicles or something Oh, no, no. I think maybe it was in reference to the parkour guy. Everyone kind of had a nickname. Mm-hmm. But one of them was called... No, no. It was I was the shooter. It was the sniper, I think. All right. The spook. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was a dangerously bold nickname given, like, the racial the, slur connotations yeah. of that word. Because, no, it was the CIA, the former CIA agent, uh-huh. because she was a CIA spook, which is a... That's a that's what she was. That's what they're... Just seen one too many Clint Eastwood movies not to think of that every time I hear the word. Yeah, but... <clears throat> but so I mean, you're saying it's a thing. It is a thing. That's good. Like the CIA people that don't exist and go and kill a foreign dictator, that would be a spook. Why can't they call them Caspers or Spooky spooky Boys? Raccoons. Stop would it. Would that make you feel more comfortable? <laughs> you're not helping. Uh, okay, what about this? I don't, I'm trying to remember. Hold on, side note. I just need to tell you about this guy I used to work with. He was he was an African-American man. He used okay. to live down in Louisiana, and he got invited by a bunch of white guys to a coon hunt, and he thought they were going raccoon hunting. He showed up. It was a barbecue, and a guy he knew was like, you need to leave. What? <laughs> so what? they were not going to hunt him for sport, but it was meant to be a racist thing that they did as a joke. Oh, and like he was like, you need to not be like here. a low key race intimidation thingy. Yeah. Wow. And he's like, you don't, because he was from like New York and it just, or something like Whatever's somewhere head. where it said never oh my encountered goodness. that level of racism. Yeah. And like, yeah. It's just, he's like, yeah. So uh, we left. Oh my goodness. But he did say he ate their barbecue and it was fantastic. <laughs> Well, there you go. Yeah. You know what? It goes to show, no matter how racist your heart may be, the language we all speak is uh, smoked meats. You know? Ron Funch is in this movie, yeah. and he is a treasure. I don't remember what he said or what he did. Was it like, oh, his brother died. That was it. So it, he, his brother was the guy they get to replace Dave Franco. Is he at his funeral or something? Yes. And he starts crying. I forget what he does. I just love Ron Funches, and he was great. His little role. Yeah. He's, he's giving so the good. speech, yes. It may have just been a friend of his. Yeah. Because he really, does. is he the one that started really making it about himself? And they, like, go up and be like, all right, it's time to go now. Yeah. It Hold may have up. been. I, I just, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Funches. It's funny how his, his, like, stand-up comedy is always so deadpan. But every time I see him in a movie, he's always so emotional. Mm-hmm. like he's the emotional guy yeah yeah that is interesting we like him he's a, he's a sweet boy he is a sweet boy so oh i had a thing that i didn't use i didn't even notice it <gasps> no that's okay, it's just about magnets uh i noticed a lot of muse you know the band muse mm-hmm. everyone's favorite alternative 2000s band yeah i noticed a lot of muse music popping in and out of this one there were at least two or three muse songs yeah i did think it was there were several points where i thought so uh michael bay had a lot of input on the music of this film is that what's happening there was also a bishop briggs song which kind of kind of threw me for a loop i don't know is it 
is it bad that I knew some of the music in this? Or should I feel ashamed or, or dirty at all? Or is that... I think you just need to acknowledge it for what it is, and that's that you and Michael Bay are very closely interlinked. I, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that you said that about me. Yeah. All right. Best part of this movie, easily, the tennis costume. They got to go to Vegas. They got to pick up a couple of bad guys, take care of them. Yeah. And they're like, don't be conspicuous. Have a good whatever. <laughs> they both have on the most like over the top like caricature of a Russian tennis player they have like a giant fake nose and like big long hair and they're, like, they're in full tennis garb to check into the hotel or it was yeah like oh the big puerto rican guy who used to be like a mob hitman or something something like that yeah and then i think he calls him out on he's like this is not inconspicuous he's like what's that it's not even a costume you're just wearing a hat or something yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god i love that oh so good so I was, I was, it drove me crazy. The shooter lady, the, the spook. So the, the, the sniper was the guy that got, the guy the new, that got during the movie. The new guy. The CIA lady was but, the one that But she did shoot. She, she was she, a shooter too. She shot. She's not, just not the sniper. Main yeah. Anyway, it was driving me crazy. I was trying to figure out who she was. Mm-hmm. I figured it out. <gasps> she plays the French girl in, um, in Glorious Bastards. Oh. She's the main girl who owns the movie theater. In Glorious yeah. Bastards. That's cool. I yeah, it was driving me crazy. And so then the, I figure it out. She is the storyline that I could just do without in that movie. Uh how could you say that? That's like most of the scenes that what's his name is in? The inspector, the detective guy, Christoph Waltz. I know. That's the heartbreaking part of it. If he could be transferred to another part of the movie. You're so wrong. I can't believe how wrong you are. You must wait for the cream. Uh-huh. Wait for the cream. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We love him. He's a good boy. Okay. Here's my thought. We were watching this movie, and I was just like, you know what? I need this movie, but there's seven of them, and the seventh one is Borat. You know? You get, they already go to yeah. Turgistan, you know? Like, you might as well throw Borat in the mix. Yeah. That's what I'd I be into it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are they going to encounter him? Please. Uh, just, like, let them, like encounter him somehow so great last it was not to be yeah unfortunately you know who was what someone one of the guys they were like about to go do their thing and they had to like pick the music or it was in the car and they were picking the music and it's like the worst song came on and whoever was like sorry i have bad taste (laughs) just like just like it's totally excused i don't know i I thought it was good i liked it there's there's good jokes oh when the uh well there was the other part where like they're getting ready to do the coup, you know, and they yeah. start blasting the the pump up jam to get all the people riled oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "What? Why would you pick this?" And he's like, "It's good." Like him and the yeah. mob hitman guy, the Puerto Rican guy. What's yeah. his name? Four. Yeah. Maybe. He four loco. Oh no. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> he uh, like, it's like trying to defend it. Like, what do you mean? Anyway, it was a good time. I liked it personally. Three, dang it, I was so close. Four was the. You mean Manuel Garcia Rolfo? Yes. Who everybody knows from The Magnificent Seven, Murder on the Orient Express, and Widows, and Sicario Two, the inferior Sicario. How dare you? Yeah, no. Every look, 
to everyone who's seen both Sicarios, you already know, you don't need me to tell you, but you know what? If you're thinking of watching the second Sicario, do yourself a favor, just watch Sicario 1 over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Emily Blunt mm-hmm. isn't even in the sequel. Mm-hmm. How are you going to make the second one without her, okay? It's because she's too busy being married to John Krasinski. And being Mary Poppins. And are they going to make another one? Because I really enjoyed the one they did. So I wouldn't be mad if they did another one. You d- Oh, what? You didn't see Mary Poppins Returns? No. It was delightful. I knew you were going to say delightful. Lin-Manuel Miranda. The other guy... Emily Mortimer, Emily Blunt, two Emilys. Surprise Dick Van Dyke appearance. A little number. I didn't love Meryl Streep's part, but it's always a pleasure to see her. She was a delightful film. Mm. Beautiful sets. Emily Blunt is a revelation. Who's Raymond in the movie? Raymond yeah. is. I just I have the, I have the list up here. Mm-hmm. Raymond. Um, um. I don't see Raymond yet, uh, unless he's one of the numbers, and then this is not going to give me. I wrote that Raymond is a treasure, and I guess I just wish I knew. I knew. I wish I knew what I meant by it because uh, I liked it, whatever it was. Is it the actor's name or the name? Michael Bay is reporter number four. Boo. Boo. Just a voice, though. He was just asking a question, I guess. Yeah, I don't know who Raymond is, but that's fine. He, whoever he is, he's a treasure. You know who you are. Well, there's there's Payman, who's the guy that plays the brother of the dictator. Yeah. Is he's, that who you meant? Ah, eh, probably. I don't know. But that's the name of the actor, not the name of the character. Anyway, the point is, is probably one of the numbers. So I don't know. It can't be known. You'll have to watch it to find out what on earth I meant by it. Yeah. So, I'm really confused. I need your help. They did a movie reference. And I, here's the problem. I've seen it parodied. And so, when I saw it, I was like, that can't be a UHF reference, you know? So, I need you to tell me what this movie quote is from. And if you don't know it, I mean, we're in trouble. Badges. We don't need no stinking badges. What is that? It feel here. It feels if I had to guess, feels like a bad boys reference. When you type in badges, the internet that's the first thing. It's from the 1948 film Treasure of the Sierra Madre. So, there you go. Here's the thing: in UHF, there's a guy who has a pet show, an animal show, on the cable network, and he says badgers. We don't need no stinking badgers. Anyway, I was very confused. I was like, did they just do a pun on the? But obviously, UHF would be. It's weird. Also, it would be a parody of something. Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Everyone knows it, 1948 film. It's a classic. It's from, uh, you know, the 1927 novel, The Treasure of the Sierra Madre, which was the basis for the film. Yeah. So, there you go. Nailed it. The tomato meter on this movie, which you think is his best film. Yeah. It's 36%. Do you have a rebuttal? Of the audience score is 60. Boom. Roasted. Six underground is loud. Six out of ten people frenetic what what does that mean (laughs) and finally (laughs) preposterous which is either bad news for a or a hearty recommendation depending on how depending how one here's the thing okay i'm not 
If you're a critic and you can't write a coherent sentence, it's a phonetic movie. What? You all know that there's one thing you know about me. I hate phonetic movies. No, frenetic. I don't know what that is. What does it mean? I'll look it up. I'll look up the word. Like, freno means break in Spanish. So, use that. Fast and energetic in a rather wild and uncontrolled way. That sounds like a good thing. It's like, okay, here's the thing. Do you know your friend whose parents got him like a made him read from a vocabulary book or something, and he thinks he's the smartest person in the world because he uses the word bellicose regularly. Yeah. And you every day get a little bit closer to actually carrying out your pact with you and your other friends to murder him and hide his body in the desert. Yes. That guy is a movie critic. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, it's the kind of thing not everyone would enjoy, but if you're the kind of person who enjoys action movies... And enjoys comedies. Like, if you at all enjoy Deadpool or if at all enjoy Zombieland, then I think this is right up your alley. Yeah. You know? But if you use the word frenetic in a sentence, you're probably not going to like the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you forget to use, you know, normal words, that would be... The thing is, you know, you ever look at the... You ever scroll down and look at these reviews? No. I spare myself. Like... Most of them, you know, I would say they have the coherence of a third grader. And I'm like, you? And I'll be like, oh, this is probably for some, you know, tiny little side or it's someone who maybe English isn't their first language. And then it'll be like the Washington Post. Yeah. And I'm like, you shouldn't be yeah. reviewing this film. It's like, I remember when Inception came out, loved it. Obviously, because it's a great film. It's the best. Know. I remember Jonathan one of the reviews Nolan. was like, I mean... Sure, it's an interesting plot, but dreams are nothing like that. It's like, because dreams are really like abstract and don't make any sense. So the movie doesn't make sense. What you wanted, you wanted the movie to actually look like how a dream looks and you wanted like a banana man to randomly pop up and then they're in their underwear in class and then they get chased by the banana man and then the dream's over. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't make it. You're like, why are you complaining about the way you portray? You want it to be a realistic portrayal of dreams? That sounds like a dumb movie just watch this heady dream within a dream within a dream christopher nolan leonardo DiCaprio, and just take it and enjoy it you know what i'm saying yeah that's the kind of complaint you're gonna what's that about i know the dream wasn't real it's a dream yeah you can't what people don't want to have joy in their lives you know here's what i think we should do be delighted we should make a movie yes let me pitch it to you okay all right you take is raymond in it Yes. Because he's, he's a treasure. What because everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Ray, Ray Romano's probably in this, right? Yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> so, you get a, you have the screen. You divide it into sections. <laughs> All right? 10 by 10, 100 sections. You play on each of them random snippets of completely unrelated things. Okay. You oh, on several of them you have two different videos overlaid over each other. It's three and a half seconds long. You blast the speakers of all the audio from everything at full volume, and then it's over. It's just like Inception. holding a mirror up to society. Yeah. But it's you know, we're trying to say, hey, we're these are it's inception colon full colon you know no mm. semicolon in here no way. inception 
the real way it should have been done before. Yes. Finally do Inception right. Because that's how, you know, you want to you want to simulate a dream? Mm-hmm. We're going to play, you know, some of the scenes, they're going to be from Six Underground. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because that's your action fantasy that you had during your dream. Some of them are going to be from The Thing. Some of them are going to be some stuff that will probably make the movie X-rated. Yep. We're, take, we're making a dream here, man. Yeah, that's how dreams None are. None of it's going to be intelligible. You can't tell me. It's not going to be predictable. There's not going to be any structure. You don't know. Yeah. You're not going to remember any of it. So I did a thing. <gasps> I have a surprise for us. You called Because I Ryan thought, Reynolds? you know, why just do a podcast when we can do a podcast, pause in the middle, give you a surprise, and then get your feedback on it. Oh, am I pausing it? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to pause our recording. Right we're going to take a five-minute recess where I'm going to gift you your surprise. And then we're going to come back and and, uh, finish the episode. All right? Deal? Pause right now? Right now. All right, Tyler. Just tell us about your little surprise. I mean, it's shocking. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I feel like a changed man. You know, all all those things I said about those movie critics, you know, you guys are doing a good job. (laughs) You know? Hold on. Have you been brought brought to peace? You know, it's like. Have you achieved Nirvana? Yeah, one from with the what? universe. From what though? You brought me very suspicious Oreos. Okay, what was suspicious about them? They had weed in them. No. Uh, okay. Uh, they looked like you had taken two Oreos and pushed them together. <laughs> False. I gave you most stuff Oreos. Yeah. <clears throat> For those who are uninitiated. The levels of Oreo are thus. Thins, Oreo, double stuff, mega stuff, and the newly christened most stuff. How new do you think these Oreos are, Cody? How many what? How new do you think these Oreos are? I don't know. I just, uh, I know we've talked about them before. I've just, I've never actually got them. And I wanted to get them and experience them with you. What's your review? Oh, it was gross. (laughs) I, there's two camps, right? You got... Oreo classic folks who like the balance. And then there's people who think the cookie is garbage and the only thing that matters is the stuff. The white stuff. The white stuff. And those people are gluttons and um, vagabonds and vandals. And um, I don't know. It's just the cookie brings balance. Okay, there's a balance. The stuff is good and only when it's contrasted against the grounding of the cookie. And this most stuff, you saw my face. I, it's like, it's like, you know, when, when you get a cake with too much frosting, you know, it's like, it's like when you're like, oh, I licked the paddle after I decorated a cake. Oh, that was fun. The frosting's so delicious. Versus when you like think you do the dark deed, the sin of taking a big spoonful of frosting to eat. And like halfway through, you're like, this was a mistake. And you don't stop because you can't stop. And then you feel dirty. I feel dirty. That's how I, Yeah. it felt, I couldn't appreciate my cookie. And I just ate a fistful of, of buttercream frosting. Oh, it's not as good as buttercream frosting anymore. And it's just, the other thing, these, these boys did not hold together. I put them, I jumped them out of the container, <laughs> like the tops were falling off and like crack. I was like, oh, these, these, uh, they struggled. It just, it was a lot of frosting. 
white yeah. stuff. White Excuse stuff. Excuse me. What, you liked it? No. Cody, here's what you need to understand. What? This is the Oreo. The Oreo product that I am the biggest proponent of uh-huh. is just the cookie. <laughs> just yeah. sell me a package of the chocolate cracker. Yeah. All right? That's all I want. Right. That's what I need in my life. I would I'm the I would if I thought I could socially get away with it, scoop out the frosting and just leave it in the package sometimes. Most it's, of the time. I like the cookie. It's a good cookie. It's the best part. Here's yeah. another thing. PSA to all you peeps out there. Mm-hmm. We all know Oreo got bought from from Nabisco got bought or Oreo got bought from Nabisco. Point is Oreos are now made down in Mexico. By a company based in Michigan. You guessed it. That has a vaguely Mexican sounding name. But was founded in Michigan. By Michigans. Point is. Ever since they moved it down there. It has a weird chemically taste to it. But you get yourself these gluten free Oreos. The glutinos as they're called. Mm. It tastes like the old cream. And it's very special. But the cookie itself kind of tastes like they made an Oreo cookie but burnt it a little bit. Interesting. I've, I have friends that really like the gluten-free JoJo's at Trader Joe's. That was good, though. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I don't think there's much of a revelation as others. But have you tried the Glutinos? No. They're good. Maybe. Here's I'll the thing. Them. You could soak them for an hour in that milk, Cody. They're going to come out. They're going to be solid as a rock. Not really. But they're going to hold together. Interesting. That's desirable. It's desirable. You know it's desirable. You're not going to get this powder. Rub your fingers together and tell me they're not powdery right now. I don't know. Maybe. This is the kind of injustice <laughs> that Ryan Reynolds was fighting against. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Powdery fingers. Yeah. Well, thank you for going on that adventure. I just, I saw the most stuffs and I said, I can't do this alone, but I have to know. And so here we are. Here's the question, though. Have you ever had a hundred stuff before? No. I have. Why? Wait, do you have to do that yourself? Yes. Here's the thing. <laughs> Wait, are you saying you take a hundred Oreos and put all the white stuff in between two cookies? Yes. Well, I think we may have taken 50 double stuffs. The point is, <laughs> people ask me, why don't you like the white stuff anymore? <laughs> That's why. Because I had a hundred Oreos worth of white stuff in one sitting. Can I tell you also, I was wearing a dirty white undershirt while I did it, and it really just felt right. It felt like the right outfit to be wearing at the time. Oh, my word. So that's my That'll change a man. That's my resume to be part of Six (laughs) Underground. Well, okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for this. Six Underground. To go back to my notes, thank you. Excuse me. I was, pardon the interruption, sir. Thank you. Excuse you. You're welcome. Excuse you. The THX sound, they, that little throwback they threw in there, that was the sound effect for the magnet, I think. The big magnet thingy they did in the boat. Big yeah. yacht, and there's a big magnet, and it flips the boat so they could use it to their... Right? That was it? Or is it something else? No, they used that to break... The glass, Break the glass. Yeah. I thought that was a fun throwback because he even said the years it was active in theaters. I was like, I forgot that like that was a thing for so many years, and then it stopped being a thing. Yeah, so. like you'd have to cover. I don't know if you were a, a kid that with. Oh, like, I had gentle ears as a boy. The gentle, you know, you got to cover your ears. I wear. I would wear earplugs when I was like six. 
Yeah. Prayer blessing. Have you had the moment where your mom looks you in the eye and says, if I had taken you to the doctor when you were a kid, you probably would have been diagnosed as autistic? And you're like, thanks, mom. <laughs> I feel uh, special no, now. No. I feel special in all the wrong ways. <laughs> and then when you bring it up later at dinner conversation with guests, she's like, I never said that. Yes, you did. Of course not. Oh, the old spectrum. Yeah. You know, we've all we've all been there one time or another. Yeah. I, uh, there, you know, there's some good gags. They get the brother of, so they're trying to stage a coup, right? So, like, we're going to get rid of the bad dictator guy and his brother, who's pro democracy, we're going to be able to sneak him in. That was interesting. They go through all the things, like, how do you stage a coup? We got to rid of these top main people. We got to incite the people, rise up. We got to give him a personal look to. It's the brother, whatever. So, they have to kidnap the brother. They do. And then, uh, f- three, his name's three. Mm-hmm. He, uh, <laughs> he's like, punching him repeatedly in the face he's like what are you doing he's like i'm knocking him out and he's like, punching him and he like won't, like stop that, i like uh, this it was a good bit that this movie it feels like the the same kind of movie as like you said the the old guard or like a heist movie or something where it's like these people are the best they're like right. superhuman good at it but they were all very grounded in reality. We're like, yeah, you know, the parkour guy didn't do. He he like naded a car with like a grenade launcher, but up to a point, you were kind of like, what are you there for? Yeah. And he's like, but the whole thing he was there for was just to be like, I see guys coming down this way. You need to go down this road. Yeah. And then when they were stuck, he had a grenade launcher to like get them out of a, yeah. being cornered. But it's not like he was like dropping down assassinating guys like in a like in an assassin's creed yeah. movie or like when he's knocking him out he's like, most people don't go down with one punch right so he's trying and he's still like wow. fully conscious it was good um do you want to tell me about the grandma mug i wrote that down i don't remember what it was the grandma mug grandma grandma mug mug grandma mug a mug of a grandma guess you just have to watch the movie <laughs> yeah, to find I don't, out. I, I, I can't tell you about the gra- There was a grandma in the movie. Did she have a mug? Did it say something fun on it? No, maybe. Maybe. Well, I didn't notice a mug that said something It's fun. lost to us. I liked uh, at the end, to the end they get the general, he, he runs away, but then his helicopter has to land, and then the people take him. Well, you know, I'm, yeah. a little mob justice, you know? Yeah. We did it. Throw them to the wolves. Everyone you know? pretends like they're going to do it, then no one does it. This movie actually did it. And it felt a little dark, sure, maybe, but at least they did it. They're not cowards. That What, what made me kind of go like, oh my gosh, was... So they... Because I've seen movies before use snippets of the crowd from when Gaddafi got pulled out of his hidey hole. Uh-huh. Which they use snippets, but I think they recreated them with people. But it was like, that's what it was supposed to look like, was when he got pulled out of his hole and torn apart by the mob. Yeah. That's crazy. It was very brutal. And, you know, you know, people are like, oh, that's awful. But if anybody deserves it, it yeah. would have been that guy. Yeah. It is interesting, you know, for as over the top and uh, frenetic as this movie can be. Yeah. It was, in frantic. some ways, it was grounded. <laughs> and yeah. like. Like the staging the coup thing and that. It was, it was interesting how they kind of did keep it grounded in certain ways. Yeah. I mean, the thought would be like, what if someone like Bill Gates was in his 30s and was like, I'm going to, I need to be Batman, but Batman's not going to work in real life. So I need right. to gather a team of people. Yeah. Definitely. I, um, 
I learned that this is the second most expensive Netflix movie to date. What's the most expensive? The Irishman by Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Isn't it four and a half hours long or something? Yeah. Okay. Just wondering. It's very long. It is one of my more favorite Scorsese movies, if that. And I don't... I've seen a lot of Scorsese movies that I, I like. I've seen stuff pop up about The Irishman recently. Yeah. My favorite part about that film is watching people... The same people who are like, give this movie an Oscar. It's the best movie ever made. Until now, they're like, I really wish I could have that time back. <laughs> you know? They're like, yeah. it was okay, but like, I don't like watching it. And I'm just looking forward to like a year or two from now. And they're like, I hate that oh movie. My gosh. Well, it's one of those things too. Where like, it should not have been the most expensive movie because it's just people talking in period costume you know but i think it's just the aging technology they used i think having to de-age de niro in so many shots just made it more expensive which i think someone was like why did you do that just because it's like him looking younger but he can't move like somebody younger so it just looks like a 20 year old robert de niro moving like an 80 year old (laughs) robert de niro oh yeah um he could just cast somebody but it's also wasn't it expensive because of all the big name people who were in it yeah they had a lot. But I mean, it's one of those things too where for those kind of movies, they don't cost that much because those people want to work on those projects. You know, I, yeah. uh, most of those Oscar movies aren't $175 million budgets. They're like 20, 30, $40 million budgets. And it's just like, well, it's not, you're not getting a huge payout, but you're going to act in this movie. You're going to do a good job. You get nominated for an Oscar. Now you're super marketable. You know, it's a great way to, not that Robert De Niro needs it, but. You know, it happens with other actors, younger actors. We're like, oh, sweet, you got the nod. So now you're hot in demand and you can yeah. do, uh, you know, they do could. Transformers 5 and get your big paycheck yeah. or whatever it is. Could have just cast uh, Dave Franco as young Robert De Niro. Ooh, oh, I want that movie now. Yeah, you do. Give me the Snyder cut of The Irishman. All right, get Dave Franco in there. I don't know. Who, is, who does he work with? Someone else. Zack Snyder. We all know it. The go-to person Zack Snyder always has in his movies. Let's just say it on three. One, two, three. Whoever the guy who plays Night Owl was. Yes. Oh, yeah, that guy. That guy. Oh, yeah. He might be in a second Snyder. Let's all, we all know the Zack Snyder movies. We don't need to name them. There's too many to count. You know, we all know it. Yeah. So what about... Uh, Okay, remember the jet? The ghost team has a ghost jet that flies and they're all in it. Yeah. Fun fact, that's Michael Bay's jet. (gasps) Yeah, yeah. Michael Bay owns a jet and that is it. Here's my question. Did he do that? Did they save money by using his jet? And he's like, we'll just pay for the fuel? Or was he like, uh, what was the movie we watched recently where they used somebody's car but they like, rented it to the movie for an outrageous amount of money to use in the movie no psych it was a csi episode that they mentioned stop that. it but who rented their car to a csi episode no it was they were it was a crime and a movie filming thing all right but they're like this is the person's car they rented it to the production for like the ten thousand dollars a day all right all right i hear you i see you i've heard of other like guys someone in the position of vin diesel not that he would ever do this oh you almost got the tongue of bindi yeah almost. Got it. it's it's uh, it's quite a feat 
All right, Tyler, what, what else do we need to know about this movie? The humor is delightful. The action is over the top. The plot actually kind of has some substance to it. Ryan Reynolds is charming as ever. Dave Franco left us too soon. Ron Funches is, yeah. a, is a delight. He I should, don't know. He I should mean, be number eight. For action slash comedy fans, anyone who likes that crossover, I think it's it's one to watch. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's not an Oscar movie. It's not anything like that it's not an action thriller whatever dramatic thing but it's i i enjoyed it i enjoyed the gags um it was a fun movie i actually i would if you like the action comedy crossover i think it's for you if you had any appeal if deadpool or zombieland had any appeal to you this is right up that alley and i wouldn't say it's quite as good as deadpool or zombieland maybe zombieland but you know it's it's of quality so I'm going to say it. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't regret watching it. Yeah. So we did it. We did it. As a around. team. Well, is there anything else to say? Am I, what am, I, am I missing something? Is... Well, I wanted to ask you something because it's relevant. And we're talking about a movie released, made by and released by Netflix. Yeah. Which is a streaming service. They do. Which means this is a big budget Michael Bay action flick that will never see the inside of a theater. Yeah. So on that note, what do, do you have any thoughts? Do you have opinions? Huh? That's the name of the show. Uh, um, the Warner Brothers announcement. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I do. Done with the HBO Max. Is is it like Dune is coming out this week and next weekend or this weekend and they're doing it in theaters and on HBO? Dune is coming out this weekend. I've seen two things. I've seen some people say Dune is pushed, and then I saw another thing that was like, nope, they're putting it out on HBO Max. It was very confusing. What? So, I mean, their announcement was all their movies are coming out in theaters and HBO Max same day. Yeah. Yes. I so, that. a lot of directors... Yeah, I thought Dune was included in that because that was yeah. kind of a scandal. So, the reason Dune is included, Denis Vill- Villeneuve, Villeneuve, he put out... It says release date December 18, 2020, which is yesterday. Oh. But he put out a big thing because he signed a two-movie deal with Warner Brothers and I thought he had put out this thing saying this was uncool and wrong and he wouldn't do a second movie. No. What he put out was that the second movie is contingent on its success at the, at the box office. Yeah. Which he made the point that it cannot hit the numbers it has to hit. So there won't be a second Dune movie. Yeah. So I, I think my hope is that they're just being dramatic and resistant to this and of course warner brothers if they see a huge upswell in there if they see a you know several million people watch that on hbo max and they see a bunch of new subscribers that go directly to that and a success at the box office they're gonna want to make a second dune movie and they're gonna see the same budget which i was i was watching a video from uh someone who does a lot of like writing and stuff and he said uh, he made a good point that the they didn't talk to any they didn't talk to any of the directors or at least tell them before yeah. they told the world, which is why a lot of these guys are upset because it switches from treating them like creatives to like vendors, like hey, yeah. we're paying you to make this movie. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of confusion as the Dune release date. It's not on HBO Max, so obviously it is pushed out some because I've seen it like pushed October next year. I'm not sure when it'll come out. But it didn't come out yet. The nineteen, the David Lynch Dune is on HBO Max. So if you're, you know, of that persuasion, 
I it is a bummer. The here's my problem: you can't just not release any movies because that's what 2021 has been. It's like we didn't start, you know, we stopped releasing movies in April or March or April, and then we started. We released one movie. If we're talking blockbusters, uh, which was Tenet, which actually it did okay. It didn't do as well as you would hope. A Christopher, you know, it didn't do as well as Inception or Dark Knight, but. It did well enough to like not be a loss, mm-hmm. you know, which is considering, you know, it's like, what else can you do? So they're holding all these movies in their pocket. And so they have to find a way to release them. But it's tough, you know, 600 Grand. I have a decent setup here. Yeah. I didn't feel like I lost out by watching a movie here. But if I didn't have a great setup, I mean, would I watch Dune at home for the first time? Well, yes, but I would much prefer. I would want to go to the theater to see that because I've yeah. been excited about Denis' next movie since the last two Denis Villeneuve movies I've seen. You know, I've, it's yeah. Which that's what I would say. Like for me, I'm I'm excited about Dune just because it's Dune and it looks like they're doing gonna do it right. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna go see that in theaters. It's it's heartbreaking because but, he's made some of the best sci-fi movies of the decade. Yeah. Arrival, which did pretty well. Blade Runner, which just wasn't. It was a misstep just in that not enough people saw it, but like it won Oscars. It was amazing. I think it's one of my favorite sci-fi movies ever. Yeah. And so hand him do you're like, yeah, keep handing it. He's doing an amazing job of these pro but it's just it's a shame that it's like, well, it has to do well. We can't make art for art's sake. It's gotta be a, a giant box office smash. And you're like, Well, it's not Avengers. It is a movie ba- it's not a movie based on a comic book. It's not a Disney property, it's a classic sci-fi novel. You have to, at some point, take some concessions to say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna do this the right way. We're gonna try to honor the beloved source material, give it to a great director, give it to a great cast, bring it to life. If you can make any amount of money off of it, then isn't that worth doing? I don't know. The business side of it kind of sucks. Yeah. Which <clears throat> I'm so what I'm thinking is everybody's looking at this thinking, well, that's gonna kill big box office movies, right? Because they're not gonna have that box office. But you can't just not release movies. Well, it's also that they're go they are going by doing this move, they are going to make more off of HBO Max in the next five years than they would have made off all their movies. Mm-hmm. That's just how this always shakes out because HBO Max costs as much as going to see a movie every month. Yeah. So, and they get more of the money. Yeah. So the pe- only people who. I think are really going to end up losing out is movie theaters are going to end up having to be smaller. Yeah. Like, I think that's one of Denise criticisms too. He's like, okay. I mean, you know, some, you can say the death of the blockbuster, but without blockbusters, we don't have big movie theaters. And yeah. I would love to see Dune in IMAX or Dolby. You know, I would Which love, I could see, you know, 10 years from now. Right. Or even like 20 years from now when we're taking our kids to see movies like Dune. Mm hmm. Where you go to the theater and it's not 30 screens and there's the small screen won't exist anymore. It'll mm-hmm. just be the regular big screen, whatever the IMAX and Dolby and Prime, like though it'll be those, you know, yeah. like a half a dozen huge screens because yeah. there's always going to be people who will pay, you know, because like if our, like we both have the AMCA list, right? Yeah. Like, if that doubled in price, would you still go for it? But movies, imagine movies kept coming out like normal, but you could also just stream it from home. 
that doubles in price. Would you still pay f- to go see a movie, multiple movies a month? I don't know. I don't know. Last year, I would have said yes. Yeah. <laughs> this year. Yeah, but now you've been kind of broken of going to see movies. Now I've been broke. I mean, I've seen like six movies in theaters this year. Last year, I saw like 60 movies. Yeah. Or 50, 50 or 60 movies. Almost all of them in theaters. You know, that's like how many I saw in theaters. And this year, it's been like six. It was like Sonic, The Hedgehog, Tenet twice, Doctor Strange Love, like one other. You know, it's just like Harley Quinn, I think. Yeah. So I don't know. I really enjoyed the A list thing. I really liked that. I liked going, I like being able just to pop over to the movie theater. But I know. Not, you know, at the time, I was like, okay, just a single dude. I got time on my hands. Yeah, I love to spend my time that way. Now, married dude. I mean, if I had kids, that wouldn't be a thing, like popping over to the movie theater to see, like, an R-rated movie. You know, just like, well, I don't know. I don't know. And as TVs get better, it's easier to be like, I can watch it at home, you know? Yeah. But It's hard. I like the... I don't know if I'd pay for the A-listing, but I would still go to movies. Yeah. You know, I still would. A-list has made it so I'll see any movie. That's yeah. what's kind of fun about it, at least for me. Whereas otherwise, it's like, you kind of have to be picky. You're like, am I going to see this movie? You know, did it get good reviews? Is it worth my time? Do I have the time to go see it? Am I going to enjoy it? Is it the kind of movie I like? Okay, yeah, I'll go see it. Yeah. A-list is just like, it's a movie, it's playing. I've, I don't have plans this evening. Sure. Why not? I already paid for it. I prepaid to see as many movies as I want this month, essentially. Yeah. I like that. So I I don't think theaters are ever going anywhere. I understand. I don't know what, like, the directors who are like, I don't like that they didn't tell me. I guess I'm, I'm kind of of the opinion of like... He's like, the director in charge of the distribution of the film. But he like, created the film. Yeah, because that whole thing is like, they're she, treating them like a vendor. Like, they're getting... Yeah. So it's like, they went to them like a contractor. That's what they, a lot of people would say. Like, the relationship between Warner Brothers and their directors has been famous. At least they're the mo- ones that treat you the most like you're an artist. Yeah. That they've commissioned something from. But that's the whole thing is that they're like, yeah, they're changing it from looking at me like an artist that's painting a mural to like an artist that they've commissioned a mural from. And I'm like, what do you think this? Yeah. What do you like? I just they're it's, like they should have told me. And I'm like, that's the problem with the blockbuster thing, right? You know, it's like the same thing. All the directors get mad. Like Edgar Wright leaves a project, you know, a Marvel project. And you're like, yeah, they're not going to give you final cut. They have a whole universe, deep pockets, owned by Disney. That's kind of how it goes. If you if you want final cut, make a David Lynch movie. Yeah. Get $12 million together and make your indie film, you know. But then it's hard. I, I'm all about the art of movie and popular art and that that's what we have. You know, it's the most broad art we have to you know it's the art everyone consumes is movies so but like would you say netflix has put out some very good like artsy movies yeah, they have they they have but they the only way those ever end up in a theater is if they're like they when have, they had to from oscars they had to for the oscars yeah which they don't have to anymore so they don't you know i've never i don't know if i've ever seen a netflix movie in theaters i only i've always seen it at home yeah because it's usually like I started Mank today. That's one of their Oscar Beatty kind of movies. Yeah. I wouldn't, I, even if all the theaters were like open and thriving, I still would have seen it at home. So I, I just think like, 
I feel like people are concerned. A lot of people I see concerned about it taking money out of their budgets and forcing them to fail. AMC is supposed to be bankrupt now or next month or whatever. So if we don't get theaters open, I mean, will it just mean that the chains dissolve and now we're going to, in two years when everything's more normal, new chains will arise? You know, I don't know. I I mean, all in most of the movies I've seen this year, I've seen a lot of them at the local indie theater. Yeah, that's where I've seen most of the movies. Just because, like, trying to support them, I'm trying to support them because I don't know. I just, I, I guess, I would rather them stay. I don't know. That's I, I love AMC and I love the A list thing. They did a really I, cool thing at the beginning of the pandemic, where when it when they closed all the theaters, they paused everybody's membership. Yeah. Which is something they didn't have to do. And People I would have freaked out though if you if you I mean, like, still charged me twenty bucks a month where I literally couldn't use it. Yeah, but I mean like most people like your gym membership didn't pause when the gym shut down. Yeah. Like if you Those ain't no sucker. If you had a membership to anything else, it didn't membership. stop when everything shut down. The but they world were like, is my gym, sir. Yeah. What's oh your that's par- from community I just remember that. But you still pay more for your apartment because there's a gym, even though it got shut down for a while. I sure do. I, yeah, I they mean they didn't give you a rebate on your rent. I didn't plan to use this gym, but uh, you know what happens? Sometimes your work uh, shuts down their facility for COVID, and that's that was your other gym. You know? Yeah. Got a work gym. Got an apartment gym. My body is a gym. You know? Yeah. You see me out here doing my planks. See you, you see me out here doing my squat thrusts. See me out here doing my thrust pumps. Yeah. You see me out here doing my pump jigs. Yeah. I work out is what I'm saying. And I don't feel like any of you are giving me enough credit for it. Yeah. I work out on a bi-monthly schedule for 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So game should recognize game here. Yeah. Uh, It hurts my heart. I hope it goes fine. I don't know what will happen. I really like to see movies and I feel like that it's the problem with movies is that they're they're getting more expensive because it's like IMAX, Dolby, these theaters, their tickets cost more. And um I don't know. Our movies they're not going to go away. No. But it might very well in a year or two when when it, we're able to meet for movies, I think it will have changed. I wonder what yeah. that dynamic will be like. I wonder who the players will be. I mean, if AMC is completely put out of money, totally, they can't pay the rent, you know, for their theaters, then... Yeah. Of course, I've seen a lot of articles and stuff about large companies looking to buy them. Like, I know Apple had shown a lot of interest in them. And... Uh, yeah. Because it's uh, funny. They're like, AMC's bankrupt. AMC already went bankrupt and got bought by, a, like, a Chinese mega corporation. And Sure. So now is that Chinese mega company going bankrupt because all the theaters in China have shut down too? There's one thing I know about global economics. China's got deep pockets, all right? Yeah. They got a communist government and a whole lot of people. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I know. Yeah. All truth. All truth. They're getting Hong Kong back, whether anybody likes it or not. Yeah. Them deep pockets. I still refuse to watch Mulan. You know, that's best for everyone. I have friends that love that movie, the new one. Yeah. It's because of Chinese sympathizers. Don't watch it. Not only because of probably politics, but also because it was just okay. Yeah. But Dune will be real special. 
and I'm very excited. And if I can contain myself long enough, I will go see it in IMAX. But if I can't, maybe I won't. Oh, I but hope, either way, I'll see it in IMAX. I hope and pray we can see it in IMAX together while spooning. <gasps> By that I mean we'll be eating at the same pint of ice cream as spoons. Oh, okay. That's what I call spooning. I don't know what I don't know what that means to you, but that's I'm pretty no, sure yeah, that's what no. most people no, mean yeah, when no. they say spooning. But uh, just to clarify, in case you didn't know. No, yeah, you nailed, you nailed it. You nailed it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. So watch Six Underground. Yeah, watch On Netflix at home. Yeah. I don't... Instead of going to theaters, theaters yeah, suck and they're dumb dead. theaters and who even likes to sit in we... the seats with the people there? Why would we even need the second half you of the Dune book? You can't even text while you watch the movie. Yeah. What's that garbage? I want only the first half of Dune, the boring, yeah, super political part. I want the first. It's like, Frank Herbert, why'd you even write a whole book? Exactly. Come on. Well, thanks for listening. You can follow, rate, and review us at Opinion Havers wherever you find podcasts. You can yell at me on Twitter or on Facebook <gasps> at Opinion Havers. I know. Speaking of giant evil mega corporations, am I right? Oh yeah, oh, I'm in. I'm in deep with Mark. Mark Z and I, we uh, we use the same sunscreen. Let's nice. put it that way. So you're a lizard person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, and until next time, watch movies and have opinions. <laughs> you know, you hear about that cult that does that, like believes in the lizard king monster guy. Remember that? You ever heard about that? Talking about the Baptists? Stop. <laughs> <laughs>